Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? I am really thinking of changing the name of this podcast to Doctor Who Adversaries Except the Sevenths. What do you think yes. about that? <clears throat> I think, yeah, we should we should uh, have a new numbering system where it goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, yeah. 10. Uh, we suffered this week, didn't we? We, we are suffering for you, listener. I, I, yeah. I hope you appreciate this. Yes. Because um, it's hard to think that just just a week ago we were having great fun with two doctors, mm-hmm. Perry, Jamie, yeah. and, and it comes to this: uh, some extras painted green running around like twats in a quarry. Now I've said that I've never seen it. This is yeah, this is weird. You've not seen this one at all. Deeply, deeply in that time where it's like I have had enough with Doctor yeah. Who. I had given up. You know, as what I say, what do you think your young self would have made of this of watching it? I, 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 I wouldn't. I don't think I would have made it through the yeah. first episode. You know, it's just so against everything, you know, that I held Doctor Who to be. You know, but, I, I would, I, I would have been affronted by it. <laughs> you know, I, well, I, by this point in the show's history, I was watching purely out of habit. Um, I wasn't enjoying the show at all. And in fact, it was deeply embarrassing because I think I've said before, this the Sylvester McCoy's season twenty four was when I proudly went into the main room to watch it with everyone else on the colour set. You know, mm. I, I I thought I'm not going to tape the soundtrack on these. That I'm not going to do that. And so yeah, this was watching this in front of the whole family. And, you must and, have been squirming. Oh, I was squirming like mad to the point where it's like. I think you, <clears throat> at, at the time, you justify it to yourself. You go, oh, it's not it's not total silliness. It's actually working on a different level. Or there's there's messages to it. There's It's, it, it's not meaning what it's saying. It's actually, it's really deep. And it's not. It's just utter shit at this point. Didn't you say that was the excuse given by some people? Oh, that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so um, th- this was... I mean, even if you watch the the making of on this, is that that this was deemed as as very very adult, and because because it's dealing with sort of almost in a childish way, that makes it somehow really adult and much more much more hard hitting than than like Eric Saywood's time on show, and you know my view of Eric Saywood's mm. time on show, um, but it's not. It's just it's just silly, and I think a lot of that must have been, you know. I don't know, sort of fans fooling themselves. Has anyone turned around and said, oh, it's a spoof, it's not meant to be taken seriously? I haven't seen that yet. I can imagine people saying that, oh, it's a spoof of 1950s invasion movies. It's not. It's not a spoof at all. It's just just silliness. Silly nonsense. Silly nonsense. This is is sort of more embarrassing than, say, to tomorrow people, isn't it? 
because at least that was sort of trying to that yeah. didn't have any budget but at least it was trying it had aspirations yeah but the budget couldn't match it you know this i don't understand what i've been watching i really don't understand what i've i've, I've seen here um mercifully what i will say for it is it's only three parts yes that's a that's that's a plus point i mean at about 10 minutes in Anne actually walked out on it because I don't want to watch this. You, you carry on and talk about it, but yeah. I'm glad this, nobody this walked in while I was watching oh, any of those three imagine, episodes. Imagine if your kids had walked in. Yeah. You're telling them every week, no, Doctor Who, it's part of my channel. Come and watch it, come and watch it with me, and it's like, no, go away. Oh dear, yeah. Uh, let's just turn it off. Let's, yeah. go, and let's go and watch um, Cat Weasel instead. Yes, and, uh, yeah. Now, usually, if it's a story I've not seen, or it's one I haven't seen for a while. I actually watch it twice. I I, I, I watch it yeah. once, making notes, and then I watch it again with the uh, info track on. But this time I couldn't face watching it twice. So I the don't, don't blame you. No, the behind <laughs> the scenes information I've got is is from what I found online rather Fair than watching it. And this is my only Doctor Who dvd that i currently have others might join the list as, as we go through this show but this is the only dvd i've got at the moment where i know i will never ever watch the extras because i've got absolutely no interest in watching yeah. the extras because that means putting the dvd back in my machine yeah and you'll, you'll see clips of it again and it'll yes and be reminded of it yes bring back the ptsd from this um this is i mean this this season, season twenty four, infamous. Um, I think it is the the lowest point Doctor Who's ever been in any of its incarnations. Mm. I think that's safe to say, isn't it? I um, can't think of a worse. At the moment, yes, thing. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, as we revisit things, I know I was seriously hacked off with a lot of new Who, yeah. but whether it actually plummeted to the depths of Delta and the Bannerman. Right now, Del Delta and the Bannerman is the worst Doctor Who I've ever seen. Wow, that's yeah. Do you know what? I, I was I was thinking, trying to think of, is this the worst Doctor Who story? Now I don't think it is. I think there's at least two more contenders. Yeah, but out of all the ones that we've done yeah, so oh, far, do, this is the at, worst. Certainly, at the one at the stories we've looked at, this is by far the worst. This is this is at the bottom of the list by a country mile. I mean, um, we, we we berated Horns of Nymon quite a yeah. bit, but there oh, were I, there were good bits in it, yeah. wasn't weren't there? You know, yeah, Horns of Nymon. I would have, I would sit and watch that and enjoy it again. Hmm. Um, I would not. I I sort of we're, we're both of an age now that I think we can get we can look at a tape or a disc and go, you know what? I'm never going to watch that again in my life. I'll be dead before hmm. you know a, the urge comes onto it. And I think we can probably say that about this. Hmm. It's never say never, because you never know. For we might end up having to watch it again for a podcast or something. But yeah, I I have I have most of. In fact, I other than about two stories, I have all of Sylvester McCoy's Doctor Who seasons as because I'm a completist. Mm. Um, I this was one that I hadn't. It was still sealed. This one I hadn't opened it. I hadn't watched it on DVD. Um, well, that says it all, I, doesn't yeah, it? I, I had it on tape and watched it on tape, and I, it was one of those. And I, I looked on the the packet; it still had the thing on, it, and it was eight ninety five from uh, I say local, but it was back in Colwyn Bay, um, a little video shop that used to sell stuff off cheap. I don't know where mm -hmm. we used to get them from, but it was like remainder stuff and things like that. And I bought a, quite a few. I filled out quite a few Sylvester McCoys there. Um, 
But that I never says it all. You've got your Sylvester yeah. McCoys from a <coughs> Remainders shop, you know? Yeah. I, it's, I, I shudder to think people paid full price for this. It's, um, it's, it's bad, isn't it? It's I was going to say, my phrase, was, my, my phrase was piss poor. You say bad, I can, say piss poor. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's look on the bright side. So can you think of anything positive in it that, that, that wasn't a complete embarrassment? Well, we'll go through it bit by bit, right? Because yeah. I was trying to think, you know, what's comparable, Delta and the Baronament, is it at all comparable to a bad Blake 7? Now, the, the worst Blake 7 I think we agreed on was Animals, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. But in that, you did have Avon slipping on a carpet, you know, which, That's true, which is better than anything in Delta and Yes, I, I'm, we'll go through this and we'll see if there's yeah. anything that's the equivalent of Avon slipping on a okay. carpet. Well, right? I can think of one, one particular facet of this story that I enjoy. It's not a lot, but I do enjoy it, which I'll point out when we come to it. It's not Wales. Um, no, no. I mean, this is not a great advert for Wales, is it, really? I don't understand our, why. Our holiday but... camps are shitty. Our locals are mental. Um, yeah, no, it's not a good... There is absolutely it. no reason for it to be in Wales, is it? I think just because it's uh, Wales is seen as a comedy place, isn't it? <sighs> right, I well, think. shall we start? Shall we start? Because yeah, the sooner let's, we let's start, start. Um, you know, the sooner it will be over. Yes. All right, this is like true, root yeah. canal work, isn't it? All right. Tollport G715. Please have your credits ready. Tollport G715. Toll port G715. Mel, I don't like the look of this one little bit. Me too. It's spooky. Get ready to run back to the TARDIS at the first sign of trouble. Okay. Halt! Who's there? Surprise, surprise! Welcome, friends! A thousand welcomes! Funny way to welcome your friends. <laughs> we thought you'd been attacked by space pirates. Uh, now, about this toll fee... Toll fee? <laughs> Tonight is your lucky night. You are our ten billionth customer. Did you say ten billion people have come here? Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. Now, um, about this toll fee... But, but you've won! You've won the grand prize. But what is it? I've never won anything before. You have won our fabulous 50s tour. A week, a whole week in Disneyland, planet Earth. And this time, they're going back to 1959, the rock and roll years. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, let's go, Doctor. Please agree. So, we'll start off with the terrible titles. Terrible titles, don't like them. Um, every time I watch them now that because when 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 we first started doing this and we did the first first one i thought okay they've not aged that badly and then it's like oh actually you know they're not good. and then i watched it this time i thought yeah to be fair the titles are utterly terrible the cgi is awful mm -hmm. the only nice bit is, is is the tardis in the in the sphere well that was that's all right but then you've yeah. got sylvester smiling what a winker um so yeah we we Go past yes. those titles, and here we are. We are well and truly in it now. And we've got these... Right up to our necks. Right, yeah, we'll drop right in it. We've got, in a quarry, um, I've, I've written down, because I've only watched it once, uh, 
So they're bannermen because they've got banners on their back. Is that why yes. they're called ban- bannermen? Um, I presume so. I mean, this 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 was originally called Flight of the Shimmerun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they changed it to Delta and the Bannermen because there's a character called Delta and these are called the Bannermen. I presume so. There's two guys with vaguely Japanese style. I don't know what, if they were aiming for Ran, they missed. They didn't even hit water margin, did they? No. This is this is not good. Yeah. Um, they're. I mean, right from the off, we see they're wearing cast off uh, Earthshock helmets and Blake Seven Trooper overalls. They most certainly are. Yeah, which is which is weird because later on, I sent you a screenshot when I saw it. I, I mean, obviously being Blake Seven fans, there's a shot later on where you see, and all they've done is like used a marker or paint or something to cover up the Federation badge. Mm, yeah, and it's like, oh, and what really what actually bullet to my heart is the thought that they knackered a lovely federation suit yeah. to make this to shot. make this yeah. to make bannerman don and the bannerman not delta i didn't realize yeah, that don. delta was actually that woman it's ages yes. before i realized yeah. that, oh oh she's the delta in this is she did you get did you get going where's the princess all i can see is a two before she, oh she is shockingly awful. bad yeah shockingly and bad I, I don't know whether she's a bad actress or whether just confronted with this even Lawrence Olivia would be going, what the hell is going on? Where's my agent? I'm <laughs> getting him on the phone. Um, we immediately see the, the Shimmerons. I mean, I don't know why. I'm sure they explain it. Who are Shimmerons? Are they, are they the green they're plastic the green, toy soldiers? They're the, they're the melon-headed uh, idiots, yes. They look like the green plastic toy soldiers, they the cheap do, yes, ones we yeah. used to have when we were little. And sometimes and the, at, at cons, people dress up as them, don't yes. they? Yeah, you do, because like, you can buy like cheap... Uh, Halloween costumes of them, and mm. yeah, people people will often wear it because it's a cheap costume to wear, and you don't look that silly. But yeah, they're, they're awful. So, and they they run down, and you see dead people on the floor, and they're just they're just not even dummies. They're just uh, overalls that have been filled with mm. like straw or cloth or something, um, and then presumably because they can blow them up later. Mm. But yeah, why why is Delta different to the rest? So I, is is Delta what the... Because we see Billy turning green at the end. So is Delta the female of the Shimmeran species and the green guys are the males? Well, that little baby is, that we're going to encounter starts yeah. green and turns yeah, and then regular turns, skin tones. Yeah. So I guess so. <laughs> but boy, she can't act. Oh, no, good she's, Lord. She's, she's more wooden than a very wooden thing indeed. Yes. Um, I mean, to be fair, most of the, most of the people in this story are not putting much effort in but i i i got a horrible feeling she's putting all her effort in and this is this is what's there poor girl yeah and and to have a storyline that relies on a character falling in love with her instantly you need someone with a major charismatic streak yes but when but when the person that falls in love with her is as wooden as her it's not too jarring is it? That's what he thought. I finally found my perfect match. Yeah, someone as dull as yeah. me and unconvincing as me. Yeah. We go together like a dovetail joint. <laughs> well, she gets in this spaceship that's got a Hoover attachment on the yes. front. Um, yeah. um, and I, it's all right. The effects are all right. When you see that moon in the sky and they, they're using more, you know, advanced, you know, computer, you know, yeah, you, merging you tell, of video. Yeah, you can tell that uh, computer editing had come away. Yeah. You can still see what they're doing, yeah. but you don't believe in it for one second. But I've got written here, and it's underlined, hideous music. 
Oh, the music is terrible. Well, the, was this a Kath McCulloch one? I, I don't know. Remember. The incidental music is, yeah. and then we come into the you know the contemporary music shortly. And yeah, yeah I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, at least they actually they went with real contemporary music as opposed to. I mean, some of them are cover versions, but as opposed to someone from 1986's idea of what yeah true fifties music should be. But that but must they, have yeah, cost them. Yeah, well, they didn't spend the money on the script, did they? Let's be honest. No, or, or, or a lot of the props yeah. and costumes. Uh, I often, when when, I, when watching things, I often fe- uh, think of Blackadder's opinion of actors that surely they just put on hats and trust to luck. <laughs> and I think that this is exactly that, isn't it? They this were is, trusting to luck. Yeah. They were. Um, I've next got written Tardis lands gulp yep. its Bonnie. As I say, this is my very I felt first. So sorry for you. Here. This is my very first exposure, proper exposure yeah. to Bonnie Langford. Um, what are your thoughts on her? Let's do a Bonnie I've detour. N- Let's detour into the bush for a bit. Uh, detail into her bush. Um, if you want. Uh, yes, I, I've always loathed Bonnie Langford. Yeah. Back to the Just William days. Um, I can remember her in that. I can remember her on variety shows. As she was growing up, and then there was some yep. bit where she was going to be a pop star, and she went all mature and stuff like that, and she was just in endless variety shows, and it's like, no, bloody hell, it's Bonnie Langford. And then when you find out Bonnie Langford is joining, you know, the cast yep. as a companion, it's like, oh, I think I'm out of here. And I don't, I really don't know how many Bonnies I've, or Bonnie Bushes I've seen. Um, Bonnie Bushes, <laughs> I just realised what I said. Uh, the Bonnie Bushes in my life. Um, I don't know how many of them I've oh, encountered. Really? I, I just oh, remember really? the only abiding memory I've got of her in Doctor Who is her bullying Colin into, oh, yeah. on, he's either on an exercise bike or drinking carrot juice or something. Yeah. That's my well, only memory yeah. up until now. So I, I, I think, I think Bar- the the idea of casting Bonnie was very much akin with the idea of casting Billy Piper at the time, and I think they lucked out really with Billy Piper because she she is a good actress. I mean, the cat we 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 don't like the character of Rose, but but she's at you know I mean she's she's acting it she's doing. Yes. It. I think the the trouble with Bonnie Langford was that. Not only has she got that huge baggage of Violet Elizabeth, I'll scream and scream and scream until oh, yes. I'm sick, uh, and then, like you say, the uh, the aborted pop career, etc. Um, and she she always seemed to me one of those staples on the uh, on the sort of chat show type circuit or mm. game show chat, you know, like oh, blankety blank, blankety blank, yeah, yeah. And then then they announced it, and they decided that the best way of announcing this this person was to go along to where she was filming Peter Pan. And hoist overport overweight Colin Baker up in a Kirby way, and you're, scre- you're you're basically screaming to the press, "This is a pantomime." Yeah, and it's it sort of, I think subconsciously they hit on the head. Uh, weirdly, I don't think she's that bad a companion. I think this story doesn't do her any justice. Doesn't do anyone any justice. But but I think she she worked quite well with Colin Baker, um, in, in the stories that uh, she appeared in. She wasn't in a lot, but. I just think that the character is so non-dimensional. It's not even one-dimensional. Well, there's nothing it's to her in this. She, no. she, she does. She. I'm, I'm trying to think now of what we're going to be talking about. What, where she actually makes a difference at all? She, she doesn't, and I think that's trouble. The, the, 
I remember in interviews with her where she would she she sort of turned up and said, "Okay, what's the character?" And they were sort of, "Well, whatever you want to do with it." It's mm. like, "Well, is there any backstory?" Yeah, she comes from Pease Pottage, and well, <laughs> what what are you into? Well, I'm into keep fit and dance. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's bit. And I think that's the trouble is this wasn't a character. This was a, oh God, we've hired Bonnie Langford. We've got in the paper. What do we do with her? Mm. Because weird, I mean, she she went on to star in EastEnders for quite a while, and she was really good in it. She's a good actress, but I just think she was given nothing to do here. Mm. <coughs> and and she seems to be she seems to grow visibly bored as it goes on, much like the audience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she she's I don't think anyone's ever gonna hold her up as a. I've never seen her in someone's yeah. you know top five companions or no. something like that. It'd be interesting if if any listener does have her as a favourite um, let us know why and what medication you're on <laughs> um, no she's she's a she's nothing she's nothing but what I felt sorry for you because it's like this is your first taste of Bonnie yes who, uh, um, Sylvester comes out at his most problematic best mm-hmm. um, and then who wanders across Ken bloody dust. I didn't realise that that's... I forgot. That, I forgot yeah, he was in it. Yeah, and I didn't realise this this voice saying you've got to pay a toll, because they've landed on this, yeah. like, toll booth. I don't know why yeah, they've landed... a toll booth. How does that work? But, but, what, what, what is this? I don't understand this it. This is... Yeah, you know you said last... You said last story that, that the two Doctors is the Ridgeway universe, Colin yes. Baker. And this is the, uh, the Death's Head... Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, yeah. This is so, so children's comic book. Mm. Um, it's real, really weird, because, <coughs> like, everyone knows the Time Lords. Everyone knows what a TARDIS is. Everyone's all right with time travel. Mm. Everyone treats it as everything's a bit of a laugh, as far as it's a very strange universe that this story is set in. Mm. And yeah. So, so there's a toll booth where you have to pay to tr- time travel um, and the doctor doesn't seem surprised by this well he's suspicious and he yeah. said I think we should get yeah. ready to run well why not just go then yeah. why are you there then How, if you don't like the look do? of it I don't understand and yeah th- there he is in silhouette to begin with blowing a you know party thing uh, Ken Dodd Ken Dodd in all his couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. Glory. Well, I have written, what is he wearing? Is that acting? And it's not. Uh, it's just him being Ken Dodd. Yeah. I don't think it's acting. It's not acting as I would recognise acting. I don't know. Do, did you ever find Ken Dodd funny? I never did. No. I found his shtick no. amusing. He's a very, very, very one-horse or one-trick yes. pony, yeah. one-horse pony, one-trick pony, isn't he? Yeah. You know. I've got terrible teeth and I'm eccentric. Yeah, hey. I, and I didn't like the Diddy Men either. Can I just no, say? I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. It's, no. uh, he was always he was always a, a symbol of what what was wrong with with old school comedians when I was growing up. Well, he was aiming it at the grannies. It was always at yeah. the grannies. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's your granny's favourite comedian, yes. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, because it it, it, like in, in the early eighties when you know I was a teenager, you'd have. You'd have people like Frankie Howard who got a second wind, and they yes. were funny again. Yeah. And then you had people like Ken Dodd that tried to tap that market, and it was like, oh, yeah, don't just go, just retire, man. The Jimmy Tarbucks and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. But, and, and yeah, he, he, <laughs> he cannot act. He, he's milking it for all he, he's worth. He's, yeah. He keeps looking into the camera. His face yeah. is always pointing towards the camera. And he, he's coming out with all this nonsense about how they're the 10 billionth customer and they've yeah. won a week in Disneyland 1959. Yeah, because toll booths often celebrate like the number of customers coming through, don't they? I'm, I'm always being stopped on the uh, Birmingham toll road where they say, you're our 10 billionth driver, pay your three quid, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's mental. Yeah, so they, they won a trip to Disneyland 1959 on mm. a coach. And th- this is where you realise that that the budget isn't working in it. Because they got this coach, and even, like, either Doctor or Mel says, this is just a rusty old coach. Yep, it is. And they go, oh, no, it's actually super disguised. Uh, okay. That's a bloody good disguise because yeah. when the door shuts, you can <laughs> yeah. clearly see you there's see a the gap gaps. all the yeah. way around it. This thing is meant to be going yeah. into space shortly. But before that takes off, as bad as Ken Dodd is, and I'm thinking, Ian, what have you done to me? I've oh, wasted five ninety nine on this, right? We cut to Earth, and at first yeah. I think it's the TARDIS, right? But it's not. Ah, it's a regular police box. Yes. And there's this... There's this chubby guy who who very very subtly lets us know that he's American. Yeah, very subtle. I, it took me a, a couple of watches of this episode to realise they were American agents. He is an American Secret Service agent yeah. in a in a a, a a New York baseball cap. Yeah. Well, this is this is purely down to JNT's casting policy. So he. He, dis- he he found out that he could get uh, Stubby K, who was quite a big American comedian in the late fifth late fifties, mm. um, and he thought this will be a draw. What what part of your audience even knows who Stubby K is? Again, he's one of these people that that their time has been yeah, gone and yeah. gone. Yes, yep. but it, it, so it, th- it, this whole scene annoys me. So. So <clears throat> you've got these two CIA, in inverted commas, agents that are, they're, they're like something out of Emu, the Emu show, or, or Super Grand. They're, I, they're I'm, th- I'm thinking of oh, Roscoe P. Coltrane in... in... I, don't, I, don't, I, I think that's an insult to Roscoe P. Coltrane. Do you think so? Yeah, it's the way he's playing it, you know. And it's puffing stuff, this is. Yeah, it's like, look, I'm American, yeah. you yeah. know. Golly, I'm American. Look, I got my baseball cap. And, yeah, it's just amount. It's awful. And then they open the door to the, the police box, pick up the phone, treat it like it's just a normal phone, mm-hmm. and say, connect me to the White House, please. Hello, is that the White House? Do you not realise you had to book transatlantic lines in the 50s, right up to when I was a kid, in the late seventies, you couldn't call America like that. It, it's pathetic. But but before all this, though, yeah. I mean, I've never seen anywhere that you had police boxes in the Welsh countryside. No, no. These the police box. I mean, I'm presuming there's people that might not know what they were. So basically, the police box was it was placed along a policeman's beat, usually halfway between two police stations as a a wayward house. So it was a place where you could lock uh, prisoners. If you caught someone, you could lock them in there. You could sit in there and have your sandwiches, nice dry place. There was a a little desk to do your paperwork on, and there was a phone that connected to the police station. Yeah, 
only to the, to the PlayStation. Yeah. No. You couldn't you couldn't use it and go, yeah, can I call my granny? And no, you couldn't do that. Um, but these people manage it somehow. Uh, yeah, and they they weren't just placed. It wasn't it wasn't a designed for the public to call the police on. It wasn't like we'll put these in all the out 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 locations as an emergency. That's not what they were for, and they weren't in the middle of fields. They weren't in the middle of little villages. It's just, oh, it just, I mean, this, as bad as all that is, there are two proper jaw-on-the-floor moments for me in this, and this yeah. isn't it. <laughs> Normally, this would be it, but, oh, blimey. Because, for some reason, they're in the Welsh countryside... Yes. And they're I don't told, know why. Yeah, they're well, monitoring well, that, something, aren't they? Presumably they've been told that... Because they, they called the, the, the White House yeah. and they're told they've got to keep a watch on the latest satellite launch. Yes, yeah. Which they do with a telescope. Somehow that telescope can see into space. Yeah, well, um, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, this, it's, it makes no sense. It, it's beyond childish. But here's... It, this is the only other thing I like apart from what what I'll say later on is that it gets one funny line, which is where he says, uh, "I'm in Wales, Wales in England." I that made me laugh because I get that so much when speaking to Americans. Right. <laughs> so okay. I thought, okay. That you've done one funny line in what twelve minutes so far. Okay. So, okay. All right. All yeah. right. All right, well, well, we'll we'll move on from that, right? And yes. yeah, I have a jaw on the floor moment because as right. another uh, one, yeah. Well, I knew that Ken Dodd was in one. Oh, I didn't no. realise it was in this one, yeah. I, and and I knew you know that Don Henderson was in one. Yes. And I knew that Bonnie Langford's in this one, and it was set in the fifties. <laughs> what I did not know was where you see these like you know purple blobby aliens. Yeah, the Navarinos. Which. Go through it's a transform. Game, it? It's it is. It is the adventure. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. It yeah. is, and they go through a transformation arch yeah. and turn into supposedly fifties English yeah. rock and roll fans. Yeah, because evidently they. This is a regular thing. They regularly go to Disneyland in the nineteen fifties. Oh. Don't know why they chose the nineteen fifties. I don't. They say something about the music's good. They like the music of the fifties yes, for the rest of the centuries. But there we go. But they, yeah, yeah, they think they're going to Disneyland, don't they? Yes. Right in nineteen fifty nine. But they've got this clapped out British coach. Yeah. That they would have arrived in Florida. In. Also, why are they not? Why are they not going as Americans? Mm-hmm. If they're going to, uh, uh, why would you? Why would you disguise yourself as a, an English person? Yeah, they dress for Wales. They're not dressed yeah. for Florida, are they? No, certainly not. No, no, no. And uh, the, yeah, this coach, it, this, that, that they, they, you know, they get across the idea that this is a converted space cruiser by yeah. hanging a load of headlights in the boot. Yeah, so they open the boot and there's some tinfoil and headlights. Yes. And they go, oh, that's the most, most advanced power unit I've ever seen. No, no it isn't. <laughs> And then, right. yeah, so, so the Doctor, and I think, is, is the Doctor actually trying to get rid of Mel here? Because the Doctor says to Mel, you travel on the bus, dear, I'll follow. I'd have been off, wouldn't you? I would have been off. I'd have been off, I'd have been off to the 12th century, never coming back. He's gone by himself because he knows there's going to be yeah. a sing- sing-along and Bonnie's going to be yeah. singing along. Because we do, we get bloody Bonnie Langford singing along yeah. with all these these people. Well, yeah, well, I, I think this is a this is a hangover from the... We've we've got Bonnie Langford. We've got to get dancing and singing in somewhere. 
isn't it? It's. I, I it's, think I think maybe you're right. Yeah. Is this? Is this um, I mean, you know, is this you know um, very far into her run? This. So she she started in um, the last two episodes of Colin Baker's run. Then she's done two others. This is her fifth. When you say two two episodes, you mean two stories or two episodes? One one story, two episodes. So she's done. She's done. This is a fourth story. Right. Okay. Um, So this isn't a sweetener to keep her happy to have a bit of singing in there. No, but I don't know what 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 way they filmed it because sometimes Uh they film that one. So this very well could have been, you know, something that they've done to it. I mean, it might. I mean, it, it might have been something like. Uh, please don't leave. We'll put you in a little singing number. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the next thing I've got written down is the guy from the Flying Lizards is on the bus, and he's this like bounty hunter. Oh, the Flying Pickets. Oh, uh, Flying Pickets. Why did I say? Fl- yeah. Oh, that's a different I band. Think, I'm, I want to know Flying, flying P- Lizards. I think oh, that sounds good. Yeah, no, 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 the Flying Lizards. lizards um, I can't remember what they did, yeah. but they, yeah, yeah, they, they had a couple of songs, the Flying Lizards. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, the guy from the Flying Pickets yes. then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I imagine, I imagine everyone watching it went, "Oh, it's the guy from the Flying Pickets." Yes, because who can't act either? Yeah, he can't act either. And what's um, that why acting? Is he on, why is he there though? Because it turns out he's a bounty hunter or something. He's a bounty hunter who's also a spy for Don, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. So why is he? Why is he? Does he? Was it just lucky that he was going to? 1950s Disneyland, he just likes that. And what gets me is like, so Delta turns up in a shitty spaceship. Uh, she runs across, jumps on the bus. She's trying to hide. She's trying to get herself. She immediately announces at the top of her voice that she's Delta Queen of the Shimmerans. Mm. So, what? You stupid cow? <laughs> I also, my, my favourite bit as well is where, where she shoots the screen at. So Don Henson's on the screen of her spaceship. She shoots the screen. And then Don Henson goes, she somehow switched off the homing beacon. So the homing beacon was in the telly screen? I guess so. Maybe it's there because that's the one place you wouldn't look who for are, it. Yeah, who are we to judge aliens? Who are we? Um, the satellite unconvincingly crashes <coughs> into the coach. Yeah. yeah, the satellite that looks suspicious like Sputnik, even though that wasn't an American satellite, but no doubt mm. the Americans yeah. claimed it by now. Uh, next thing I have written is total crap Sylvester operating the TARDIS. Oh, for God's sake. This, st- I, I actually shouted at Tully, leave the umbrella act in. Mm. He, he reaches over with the umbrella to press a button that would have been easier just to press it with his hand because mm. it's closer than his arm's length away. He actually has to bend his arms to be able to fit the umbrella in to press this button. I read that this is the debut of the umbrella the question mark umbrella and uh, so I guess that's why they're using it because it was his idea wasn't it and it's a replacement for the question mark um, jumper apparently Um, yeah and they land they land at a Welsh holiday camp yes the cliche, the cli- I put in my notes, the cliches are so thick, they would protect you against an atom bomb blast. They would. Yeah, the, the, they land in this Welsh holiday camp. And we meet the only good thing about this story, which is the guy from Police Sir. I've got bloke he's, from yeah, Police Sir. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he's the only one that's realised this is shit, and he's having a bit of fun. And he's always good, and I love his character. Is um, Mr. Mr. Burton. Burton. I, yeah. I think he's the only good thing in this story. I, Everything I, he does is in I think you're right. He he realizes yeah. it's shit. He hasn't yeah. even bothered putting his false tooth 
in. No, he's, he's all gappy at the side. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, we're in bloody Heidi High, aren't we? We're in yeah, Heidi yes. High territory. Yeah, this is this is some weird, weird pastiche of Heidi High, but they never really make any jokes about it. So no, no. I don't know I, what is going I, on. I've put here. I don't quite believe what I'm seeing yeah. <laughs> at this point. Um, I, I have you experienced British holiday camps like a Butlins? I've no. I, I've been to Butlins, but never on in this. Not in the organised fun way. Oh. Um, I've been to many, I say many, two or three ex-Butlins camps, and they are horrible. They are terrible. I've been to a couple of conventions where they were held at like Sand Bay, mm-hmm. places like that, and they, they they are like this. They're just absolutely ratty little holes. Um, it's very funny because this, as I say, I've never seen this before. I didn't know what was going to happen. And yeah, in like the mid-70s, I went to Butlins twice, right? Yeah. We went to Butlins Bognor Regis, and we went to Butlins Clacton upon Sea, right? Those names just conjure romance. They do. They do. Bognor Regis and Bognor and Clacton, yeah. yeah. And uh, the only the only way I know I've been there is because there are family photos you of us got there. The got so got scars, but but. All I remember are the photos. I know I was there because there are photos, right? right. I, but, I but actually, yeah, sorry, go on. It came flooding back the geography of yeah. this this holiday yeah. camp where you've got the two floor long. They look like bloody concentration camp, you know, uh, well, it's, it's, blocks, it's, don't they? Yeah, it's um, funny you should say that, really, um, because but- Butlins, although the first one opened in 1936, um, uh, after the war he bought up um, both. Uh, training camps and prisoner of war camps and converted them into really yeah so so you're not I might have been in one (laughs) weirdly I just memories just come back and I said you've still got the scars weirdly I have still got a scar from a butlins we went there when I must have been about five or six and we went in on the sort of first day you're all excited and my mum said go and put your toothbrush in that way and I went in and I opened the bathroom cabinet and the entire mirror shattered, fell down, and it, <laughs> s- it slipped my cheek. I've still got the scar. It's quite, it was quite a deep cut. And that was the end of the holiday. It was like, yeah, we're leaving. <laughs> Blimey. Um, these days, we could have sued them for probably £4.80. You just meekly went yeah. home. No, you don't want to make yeah. a fuss. You know. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Like Blood pouring from my face. No, no, don't. Let's, let's just leave. Let's just go. Blimey. Blimey. Yeah. Blimey. Um, I haven't even got mental scars because, as I say, I, I don't remember it. Yeah. But as soon as I saw as those kid, long you'd blocks, enjoy it, wouldn't you? yeah, those staircases down the sides. Yeah. I remember those oh, staircases yeah. and everything. Mm. Anyway, yeah, it, it, it's it's it sort of sums up a whole era, doesn't it, of of, of Britain? <laughs> it's mm. so sad. It, it was all shabby yeah. and what, what I don't understand though is so this coach turns up, lands from space. Terrible model, by the way. Lands yeah. from space. Um, Burton comes running out. And he, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll put you up. Do they normally have just coaches? Is this a drive-by holiday camp? It's not a motel, Who's is it? Who's meant to be there? Yeah, it's not a motel. You book these things. Maybe it's just a quiet week, yeah. you know? But they, I mean, yeah, but... yeah, Because even, even if they put in a line where he like thinks there's someone else, wouldn't that someone else turn up? You would have thought. Yeah. Unless the coach landed on top of them or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that the ne- funny. Yeah. 
The next thing I've written is, they have to wait 24 hours to grow a new crystal. Bonnie and White Girl have a bad acting face-off. And yeah, so, at this so, point, I didn't know that that was Delta, so I've just right, put in my notes white, white Girl. girl. Yeah. yeah, pasty, pasty cow. Well, no, she's um, dressed all in white, isn't she? True, yeah. yeah. So, so, so they put they put the two most boring people in together. Do you know what? I don't blame them because who would want to be their, mm. you know, their roommates? Um, but suddenly, Bonnie's got a suitcase full of holiday stuff that fits the White Girl. Yeah, yeah where did she get it, though? Did she, because she didn't have it when she got on the bus. Oh, that's a good point. So did they pop into the TARDIS and go... Oh, Maybe the Doctor gonna... brought it out when, when he Could arrives be, as yeah. well. But yeah, but luckily, even though Bonnie Langford's a completely different size and shape to this Delta woman, um, the clothes will fit her. Yes. Um, Delta then... It's like... She's not acting in a realistic manner. Bonnie's doing her best sort of children's BBC style of acting. Mm. Um, but she... It, Delta just opens up to her, doesn't she? Yeah. Just, like, ex- explains the plot. Well, I this guess somebody like, has to. This feels like you've, you're only in episode one, you feel like you've missed a bit of this story, don't you? What? Yeah, see, Why I you... don't remember when she was first called Delta. I don't remember it at all. It, yeah. it, it, it's just, oof. Um, and I've next written Don's Court Ken, because it, they, they, they find Ken Dodd. Yes. Um, and oh, I've, yes, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he, and, and then he kills him. Um, yeah. But Ken Dodd can't act. He can't. He overacts his either. death. Yeah. And I like the way as he he's shot in the back and he's running yeah. away. He's shot in the back, but he still turns round to the camera for yeah, his he's, death he's, moment. He's no mug, mate. He's a, he's he's classic vaudeville, isn't he? Yeah. Always face the audience. What do you reckon of Don in this? Um, <laughs> this was at the time. This was a big coup. It's like Don. Uh, yeah, Don Henderson's going to play a villain because he, he he was sort of he had just come off Bullman and he had just gone on uh, gone on to his own show hadn't he which was a mm-hmm. spin-off or or Bullman was a spin-off from something um, and he was seen as as one of the the hard men of telly yeah like um, Ian Hendry or somebody yes, like yeah, that yeah yeah like oh, you don't mess with this guy he's hard right? mm. uh, I find him a bit embarrassing I don't know whether it's because he's he's seems to be in a different program he's He's earnestly doing some acting, but it just doesn't <coughs> doesn't fit. It doesn't work. It, he, he, the tone is so weird. This whole show is weirdly toned. So so far we've had like Jake's a laughy jokey 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 comedy characters. A Ken Dodd shot in the back. Mm. Yeah. And this happens later on when they blow up the bus. It's like, did anyone not stop and go? Hang on, guys. This is this is a bit tonally weird in a light-hearted romp. Yeah, but I mean, design-wise, of Don, I mean, he just uh, looks scruffy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind this because he he looks, he's wearing a vaguely SS tank commander uniform, mm. and it it looks all right. Um, it don't I fit think, him very well. Yeah, though. Oh, it don't fit him very. Well. He looks ill, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know how how long after it was till he died on this one, but he looks he looks really ill, like he's lost a lot of weight. His hair's bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got spiky eyebrows. <laughs> They've like gelled yeah. his eyebrows to show that he's an alien. Yeah. Apparently, I saw written, but I, I didn't really notice it. But but all he and the, all the bannermen have purple tongues. Well, there's there's a, there's a highly embarrassing scene later on where they all face the camera and stick their tongue. Oh, of course they do. In a, yes, in a yeah. sort of bad manners way, um, which is awful. They also wear. Um, funny enough, we we recognise them 
straight away from Mad Max too, don't we? They're, we're, they're wearing the uh, the 1980s slip sunglasses mm, yeah. for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind Don's look. I just don't think it fits here. But what? who are the Bannermen and what do they want other than they want to kill... Yeah, Un- unless they're mercenaries that have been yeah. hired, but you never find out that there's a, no. another faction that wants her d- dead or something. Yeah, norm- normally it'd be something like, you know, he's her, he's her uncle or something, and he wants the throne. No, it's just we're bad guys. Look at us. What else could we be? We're bad guys. We want to kill them. Yeah. What do you think of their weaponry? Horrible. Yeah, look, it looks cheap. And why, why give a? Uh, a gun that's built for a, a, a left-handed person to a right-handed mm. man. Yeah. So he's got to, he's got to hold it in a really weird, weird way. Yeah, it's not um, good. None of it's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, the um, the girl who can't act, Delta. Um, yeah. She she's in this frock, um, you know, and she's got a gun, this blaster as well. And Mel tells you know the doctor that she's got a gun. Not that, oh, she's got a blaster, she must be from another planet, you know? No, 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 no surprise at all or anything like that. It's yeah. Like there's no... And, and, and then we have a dance. We have a yep. musical we, interlude. We do. Well, we meet, we meet Ray, who was meant to be the next companion. Another uh, plank of wood. Yes. She was, uh, before, before they came up with the character of Ace, this was going to be the next mm. companion. This was going to be Ace. And I don't know whether they thought well, we're going to be replacing one bland, nonsensical companion with another one, and that's why they thought of pace. But can can you picture Sylvester McCoy's time on Doctor Who going forwards with Ray? Well, 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 she was the, the actor playing Ray was a last-minute replacement um, for the one that they had chosen, but oh. Sophie Aldred went up for the <coughs> role of Ray. Right. And she didn't get it, action. you know. No, she can't act. This girl, no, she cannot act, act at, all. at all. And so we're we're introduced. I mean, I don't know who's more embarrassing because I I'd forgotten that in his early days, Sylvester McCoy had this misquotation habit, where yes. he, would, he would say a saying but get it get it wrong in, wrong in a highly comedic way. Yeah. Oh God, um, he's just embarrassing in this. It is embarrassing. This whole scene, this musical, you know. Greece-style dance thing. Yeah. I don't understand what the point of it all is because we've got a soap opera element coming in now with Ray's yeah, so love got, for... Yeah. Is it Billy, the boy? I've, I've got here, oh God, a romantic triangle. Yeah, so, so Ray loves Billy, although Billy doesn't seem to love Ray, and then Delta appears, and Billy is immediately a smitten kitten for Delta. Why? Who knows? Um, but then... It's like he immediately is okay with the fact that she's she's an alien with a green baby. Well, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, here it comes. This is my, another jaw yeah. on the floor moment. I've written. We're still in episode one. Yeah. What the bloody hell is that in the egg? Because yeah, you just see uh, it cracking open. It's a glove puppet. I did not know well, anything is, about this. Yeah. This is. Uh, we saw V. And we want to do something like V. I've got Remember? that written yeah. down later yeah. on, yes. Yeah, because v, obviously V had a very famous scene where uh, uh, what became the Jennifer character was born as a little ugly, runty baby, or it was a brother or something. It was, yeah, I remember And they had that. this birth, and it was all... 
it was all it was all over the news and everything because you know when they showed V instead of the Olympics, it was massive. It was huge, and I think they were thinking we can do the same thing. Get on the news here. Um, no, no, you, you wouldn't have got on nationwide with this, would you? No. Just before that, and this is one of the reasons I don't want to watch the behind-the-scenes stuff on on the extras, because I might be seeing how they made the bloody thing. But just before that, I've put carry-on camping tent scene with the Americans. (laughs) I mean, I I was glad to come back to these, because I thought, oh, you know, now we're going to get some real baldy comedy, come on. Yeah, it's awful. They've decided to camp out in a field to keep an eye on this satellite. I don't think they realise how satellites work. Unless it's a geostationary satellite, but why would you have a geostationary satellite above Wales? Mm. You know, if it's an American communication satellite, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I do not know. Yeah. Um, I, I, in my notes, I put back to the twatty Americans. Yeah, yeah. And then shortly, the, the flying picket guy is blown oh, up yes, by yeah. Don. Yeah. So he. So this. This is just so weird. So they creep into the doctor and and Ray creep into the laundry room. Um, I can't even remember why. There was well, she's upset reason. and he's trying to console oh, her. Oh, yeah, he's trying to console her, which is embarrassing. And uh, and then she's saying, oh, we must, it, it, they can't catch us in here. We're not allowed in here. It's, it's a laundry room. It's not Fort <laughs> Knox. I don't think, is Mr. Burton going to go mental because you're in his laundry room? And then, yeah, the, the, the um, flame pickets guy turns up. And they're hidden, but then of course Sylvester McCoy sneezes. Oh, I didn't oh, expect that. So funny uh, that gives bit. The, gives the game away, and th- so this this other guy that can't act. I mean, was he an actor? He's a singer, and he I don't know what what he's doing. So Flying Pickets guy, he uh, he says I'm a bounty hunter, and he calls up Don. He says, uh, Flying Pickets guy to Don Henderson, and Don Henderson immediately goes, Yellow Don Henderson. Here. Was he just waiting? I guess so. He yeah, said he he's got. He yeah. said he's got a number of spies looking, didn't he? But I that, think he, was he didn't waiting. even have enough time to pick it off his <coughs> desk and press the button. It's like immediately yeah. yellow. What? Yeah. And he goes, uh, "I've got these. I've got your your prisoners here." Uh, and Don Henderson's like, "Okay, mate. Well done. Kill ya." I don't know why he kills him. I don't know. Oh, but... we also we get a terrible end of episode just before that, don't we? Where he goes, the doctor goes. Um, Oh, you're not. Your orders are not to kill me or something. He goes, "Oh, I enjoy doing it." Mm. Yeah, you're, you're a successful bounty hunter, aren't you? Yeah. Um, well, he's an ex-bounty hunter because he does he get is. blown up just leaving blue suede leaving shoes. His, leaving his blue suede shoes. Oh. Oh, hilarious that oh, was. Oh. I mean, at this point, I thought I was going to have an aneurysm. I was laughing so much. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, sorry. I was vomiting so much. <laughs> right, I've got here woman's cradling a baby from V. <laughs> Yes, yep, true, yeah, little little green sprog. Oh dear, um, oh dear. And then but so she's cradling this baby and then um Billy comes uh, Billy in comes in. Not phased by it at all. Not phased at all. Not uh you've got a you've got a green Kermit puppet. he's like and she she obviously tells him what's happening and he's like, Yeah, well, I you know. I mean if the if of the uh of the producers ever met humans <laughs> You know, we tend to we tend to have a few questions about things like this. Good lord! Um, and I've got here now. It gets worse. The comedy Americans are bad enough, but now they've oh, met Hugh Lloyd. Hugh Lloyd. There's another another um, has been. Blimey. I mean, Hugh, to be fair to Hugh Lloyd, he 
in his day, he was all right. He was quite funny. He used to play gormless people in like Hancock stuff mm. like that. Uh, he's okay. But why would you? Why would you do this? What's weird? I don't understand this. <coughs> in when this came out, there was there was a huge thing popularity about this character Garonway. And there's a whole backstory that he's actually a retired Time Lord. Like, he was what? massive. You would think he was the Captain Jack of his day. Yeah, he was, was is this character, because the character so, seems so uh, above it all and knows what's going on and all that. that yeah, there's a, whole, there's a whole fan theory that this is a retired Time Lord. Possibly a later incarnation of the Doctor. What, all because he says the bees tell him things? Yes, yeah. Not the... F- I mean, what conclusion I would come from that is, you've gone seen our old man. Where's your cider? Yeah. You're eating honey from 30 years ago. Stop it. From, yes. <laughs> it doesn't last that long. <laughs> you silly, silly man. Good Lord. Anyway, yes. I've got jaw drop, stop and rewind. Yes. Green well, also, baby in a romper oh. suit. Yeah, oh, I guess so. I was also going to say, Garonway, he goes, he goes uh, I see many strange things in the sky. And not just the Aurora Borealis. I'm not sure you can. You see can't that from see South that from Wales. South Wales. <laughs> You've yeah. got to be near the North Pole. Even with the telescope. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. So yeah, we meet the baby as evidently, luckily, the babies, the the kids on Shimmeron age pretty quickly, don't they? So now it's now it's a baby in a green romper suit with some green face paint applied roughly. I had to face. stop and rewind that because <laughs> are we seriously expected to believe that yeah. that romper suit is part of the baby and that's meant to flow seamlessly into the baby's face? That is an, yes. a, a naked <coughs> alien, not a green that's, romper suit. Yeah, either or they just luckily have green baby romper suits. And the actors um, on set are supposed to think that that is actually meant to be a naked alien baby. What, I, yeah, what else would you think? Oh. <laughs> I can't go on. Oh, and, you know, I mean, and it's a baby. It's going to keep baby, looking yeah. into the camera, and it, it does. To be <laughs> fair, it, lo- it looks into the camera less than Ken Dodd did. To be fair, also, it then starts crying, which yeah, I, I would have done. I understand done. on set it soiled itself less than Ken Dodd did. <laughs> it, I, oh. I, I, I can't believe it. I, I really can't believe what I'm seeing. Um, because shortly afterwards, the baby's now a girl miming yes. to some yeah. daft noise. Yeah, so, so even though, even though uh, Delta doesn't seem to make this noise, baby shimmerans have a, a noise, so they've got, they can make two noises. One is a defensive mechanism. Mm, will that come into play later? And one is a frightened mechanism. And both of them sound like uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It, well, t- talking about sound like shit, uh, something I wasn't expecting is there's a, a I can't remember, a, there's a bit of a chase bit. It might be when the Doctor is actually on the motorbike. But we've got this really strange variation on the Doctor Whom theme music. Yeah. As he's prattling around. Uh, but But that's not incidental music the Doctor Who theme music that is the no, <laughs> theme yeah. at the start of the show you don't play that during <laughs> during the actual episode it's um it's a bit weird it's a bit like watching Doctor No in it where ev- everything has got the James Bond and you know dun, 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 mm. theme on it this is the same it's like yeah it, this isn't you don't this isn't incidental music I mean occasionally you'll get 
uh, a story where they'll put in a couple of bars of the theme tune. You go, oh, there's a bit of the theme. Yeah, not not just playing the theme tune. It. Um, I've seen mention that, you know, this is what John Nathan Turner reckoned is the nearest Doctor Who ever got to a musical. So I'm guessing yeah. this is why they, they're putting all this 50s music in, everything's got a musical background, to say, oh, it's well, Doctor Who the musical. Yeah, well, JNT always wanted to be a variety producer. He didn't want to be a drama producer. He, he thought it was a bit beneath him sort of thing. So he, his, his great love was um, producing, uh, like you say, musicals, variety, pantomime. Uh, and I think this is probably the this is probably the closest he got to his perfect Doctor Who, mm. um, which should tell you something about how suitable he was to produce Doctor Who. Well, here's the result. This yeah. shows you, you know. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's next we get my this the the only bit that redeems the entire thing. The the best bit in it is where Mr. Burton is is basically describing the plot. In such a way that you know the actor is taking the piss. Where he says, "Let me get this straight." Yeah. Uh, so you're you're not actually from um, wherever in 1950. You're aliens and some other. And it's it's so perfectly pitch perfectly played to say, "Yeah, this is shit, isn't it? Mm. This this plot doesn't make any sense whatsoever." Yeah. It, and it is because you know we've still got more pointless American scenes. You yeah, know, yeah, um, we go back to them. Yeah, and and Don finally arrives. Yes, um, yeah. he's finally tracked them, and, and he lands by the Americans. Um, I've got here. Was that coach supposed to have blown up? I didn't realise yes. the way that it is done so badly yeah. that everybody gets back on the coach, and then well, the budget's so killed. low they can't even afford to damage the coach. So basically, they do a jump. They do a lost in space jump cut, don't they, with an mm. explosion going off? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, again, absolutely jaw dropping turn of of uh, style. The the Bannermen turn up. Everyone for some reason knows they're the Bannermen. The Bannermen are known throughout the galaxy as the the most evil creatures ever. We've never heard of them before. No. Or <laughs> since, they, or since, thank God. Um, not many, uh, not many uh, spin-off novels about the Bannermen. I would have thought. Um, we, they should have called them the Barrowmen, shouldn't they? That would what, be what John Barrowman? Yeah, that would have been good. His his troop of comedy John and the Barrowmen. Yeah, um, they they blow up the coach, kill all the all the the annoying aliens. But we've come to know them. Like Murray is like yeah. he's okay. You know, we've come to. We've had a laugh with them. No, all slaughtered. Yeah. But and don't then, let us stop the comedy one-liners. No, no. And, and their reaction to that is, that, yeah, that's when they all stick their tongues out. Well, I yeah. hadn't noticed their tongues were purple, but apparently that's yeah. what you do. But, but but the trouble is it looks more like they've been eating... Um, Ultraviolets or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Second and I, I presume this is meant to be, oh my God, look how hard and alien they are. And you just think, what a bunch of... I can't say the word, but... Yeah, no, Don't it's just. Oh. Um, the bees are telling Delta to come. Is, is, yeah, is there the an, an inference here? Well, we we had the 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 story earlier, which luckily was very relevant, didn't we, from Garamway? So he says he describes that uh, the ugly green caterpillar grows up into the beautiful butterfly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about the old chrysalis yeah. thing. Yes. Um, so I, th- I don't know whether this is the same sort of thing. So yeah, the the bees they hear this weird noise, and it's the bees who 
also know the Bannermen. <laughs> Fuck, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're calling Delta and Delta Junior. Does she get a name? I know. Kermit. We'll call her Kermit. Kermit, so, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, so Delta and Kermit are called by the bee. Do you imagine, you imagine saying this plot in the script run-through? Maybe they didn't have a script run through well, true, for yeah. fear of everyone for just going, nah, don't I'll think give you so. The script on the day. Yes. <laughs> um, I've, I've written down, and I think you'll, you'll appreciate it. This feels like a Reeves and Mortimer sketch. Mm. This, feels like, this feels like one of their Mickey takes. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And then I put in my notes what is the point of the US agents? That, that, that they serve no purpose. No purpose at all. whatsoever. No. At all. Um, and the Bannermen go to this holiday camp, and you've got Don there, and he's eating a big gammon leg. Yes. Wearing rubber gloves. That he's wearing some sort of, sort of like, you know, coloured well, I think it, rubber it's gloves. Meant to be, it's meant to be his alien hands, I think, but it's all peeling off. So, so to represent yeah. him to be an alien, he's got peely hands, Marigolds, yeah. purple tongue, and uh, spiky eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. I, it convinced me. Um, <laughs> so he's I, I, there, the doctor yeah. comes along because yeah. they, they, they've caught Burton, haven't they? And they caught Mel, yes. and they've got them t- taped up. And, and he comes along with his little white flag on his motorbike. Yeah. And, and we've got serious doctor now. Old, old um, Sylvester trying to act, trying to act by snarling all the time. And again, this is one of those ridiculous cliffhangers and then resolutions where he. he he basically says, I'm leaving, I'm taking my hostages with me. Down the steps, walks around, they cock their weapons. I may have miscalculated. So let's dissect this a little bit. So he, he, he he, yeah, he's doing his, uh, his R rolling best acting and he he goes up to uh, Dom and he says, uh, you, you, you can't, any, anyone that breaks the sanctity of the white, flag so that's a universal thing now is it yeah or a known throughout a, the universe yeah, <laughs> not, not just rel, you know, related to one small part of this planet um he then says uh he then says that there's a legal challenge has been brought against gavrock and that he will if he doesn't behave himself he's he's like the rosers are going to get him how does he know this mm. you know how does he even know who gavrock is yeah 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 that's a very good point yeah. he's never met gavrock no. Mm. Um, and why do the Bannermen... So the Sylvester goes, untie those people. <laughs> and uh, the Bannermen untie them. Yeah. Yeah. They let them go three paces. They raise their guns and cock them. What's going to happen? Nothing. They then lower their guns in the next episode. What was that all about? Well, the thing is, they've got a, a, a tracker on the motorbike. so they, Well, they, they... Shoot, they shoot that later, don't they? That That highly... Sophisticated invisible tracker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That you can see from orbit. Oh, man, um, I've got here Americans in collars because they're cool, aren't they? And they have these yeah. collars put on them. And then yeah. it's got Ray with ship music rescues them. Is this the two Ronnies? Because the way it's filmed and everything, and the terrible music, well, it we is. Get the oh, the bulldog dr- drum and music yeah. is all the yeah. way through it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so luckily these aliens use technology that involves Allen keys. Yes, <laughs> they even make mention that uh, you need a special Allen key. Oh, I like this one. Yeah, lucky that. Um, uh, this is where I actually wrote down what I said to you the other night. 
this is a wank stain on the duvet of Doctor Who. <laughs> that was That's my a, feelings going into that, episode three. That is an, a very good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because, yeah, the, the, the motorbike has got this bloody great aerial sticking out the side yes. of it. And yeah. the Doctor a knows it's tracker. there. Hidden tracker. That's a hidden tracker. <laughs> it's like a spear stuck out the side of the uh, sidecar. Um, but the Doctor knows it's there because he, eventually yes. he's going to tie it to yeah. a goat, isn't he? Um, yeah. But, yeah. Can you yeah, imagine yeah. that you would ever expect to say that phrase? The Doctor ties a hidden tracker to a to goat. A, to a goat, yes, yeah. Um, uh, I've got beekeeping and more terrible music. Yeah. Uh, the singing time is near. Singing time, yes. So, uh, so I don't know, these children start singing or something. It's, yeah. Right. So, so, yeah, we meet Garonway again, and he says... Um, He's, he's talking about honey to the doctor or whatever. And he says, uh, oh, here's a jar of the 1932 honey. 27-year-old honey. Does it last that long? Oh, no. Did you know honey never, ever goes off? Doesn't it? No, it doesn't go off. That's why in the olden days, they use, it, it, it's got something in it that kills microbes and, and therefore doesn't rot. That's why they used to put it on wounds, you know, because yeah. it, 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 it will eat the stuff. It? It's an antiseptic, oh, yeah. Well, I, I take that back. I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Did you know when they were excavating one of the Great Pyramids, they found a jar of like three thousand year old honey, and you could still eat it because it doesn't go off I, because it doesn't I break down. Um, that's interesting. So, so you're excavating the Great Pyramid, and you find a jar that's obviously thousands of years old, and it's got something in it. You go, I'll give that a go. Oh, I wonder what that would yeah. taste like. Yeah, is, is is that or a pork pie at the canteen? <laughs> I, I'll give it a go. It would have been about the same age. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do, are you amazed as well that this is three episodes long, and there's huge amounts of padding in it? Yeah. Oh, there lots is. There's lots of motor, up and down. Motorbikes yeah. are going across fields and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's terrible. Um, and then I've got Don at the very tatty Tardis. And it is a very tatty-looking TARDIS, isn't oh, it? And, yeah, it's, it's, it's given up, hasn't it, at this point? Yeah, and he puts a force field around it. He puts this thing on yeah. the top of it, which yeah, sends out a force death. field. A yeah. cone of death, that's a good way of putting it. And, uh, and I've got more ship music for Doctor driving past cows. Again, yeah. complete and utter padding. It's just pure padding. That's, I mean, there's not enough events in this story to fill one episode, let alone three. Yeah, I've got baby changes again. Terrible, terrible shootout with the Bannerman. Yes, awful. Mm. You know, this is this, this in this period of of Doctor Who, everyone's guns started firing the same way. Yeah, be it be it the uh, the uh, knights from Avalon, the Cybermen, the dealt with the Bannerman people. Everyone's mm. guns just did this. Flashbang on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Don's ship arrives, the others ride yes. off, and Don and Kirkco haven't seen them. The tracker is on the goat, which he is slow to realise. And he does. He looks at a goat yeah. and he's like, something's wrong here. What is yeah. this? <laughs> you can see the tracker <laughs> hanging around its neck. Yeah. Also, it's not like you've met the doctor. You literally just met him in the last scene. It's not like you might think, you know, is this the native humanoids or something? It's, yeah, he's, what is he thinking, if he's thinking at all? Yeah, yeah. And they have this shootout. They start shooting at the house. They think yes. the people are inside because the radio's on. Yeah, this is where we get the lovely shot of the painted-out Blake 7 badge. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
want to want for some reason want to go and watch this episode for it. Um, yeah, so they they're shooting up the radios on, so they're shooting up the house. Even though they have radios, mm-hmm. they not. It's not like they're they've never seen one before. They don't know. They they think people are in there, so they shoot up the house and then they run inside the house. And here we have jaw drop yeah. moment again, yeah. as the bannermen are felled by pots of honey. Yes. So so. The doctor's great plan was to delicately balance pots of honey in a Tom and Jerry-esque way. Mm. Um, so they get the honey over them, and then the bees decide to attack them. Um, I don't I know ha- why. If you spill a jar of honey, do you get yeah. a swarm of bees just go to the honey? I, I, don't, I don't think, think it so. works like that, does it? No, because bees make honey. Yeah. They, you know, I don't, it's not, they're not eating the honey. I don't know. Unless the bees, unless Delta and Kermit had explained to the bees, is the plan, lads. We're gonna we're gonna drop your entire ancestors' workload on them, in total disrespect. You all died for this. You know, it it takes like five bees to make half a teaspoon of honey or something, doesn't it? it? So all that's wasted. So sting them. Wasted. Yep. So sting them to death. Well, you're gonna die when you sting them. Tough. <laughs> and, and and that's what they do. Yeah, we get these very very unconvincing um, uh, yeah. Um, um, bees. Yeah, yeah, they don't look particularly good. Don Henderson acting his little heart out. Yeah, the others not so much. Watch some of the others. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a lot of smiling going on. It's like oh, I don't know if this was meant to rehearse. Then we go back to uh, to Burton's office. And they've decided they're going to um, defend the, the holiday camp. And Burton's waving his sword around. He says, I haven't used this since 1929. No, he says 40 years. I 40 haven't used years, it in 40 yeah. years. So that's 1919. 19, Who yeah. was he cutting up in 1919? Yeah. <laughs> Did he not get the uh, armistice? Order? <laughs> Maybe he was on an island. He was like one of those Japanese soldiers on an island. He was on Barry oh, Island yeah, and nobody told him. He was on Barry Island, him. yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, he was still trying to kill people. You're, you're a German. No, no, Barry Cancer. Um, why is Billy so obsessed with being, being a shimmerun? Why does he think? How does he, he know it's food? working? Because yeah. he's nicking that stuff, isn't it? That that yeah. unconvincing <clears throat> like bottle. I, I've got I've got news for you, mate. If you drink, if you eat baby food, you don't turn into a baby. <laughs> I, 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 I think yeah. I've given up trying to understand this. You yeah. can't. Well, he's, known, he's known Delta for what four hours. Yeah. And uh, he's decided he the only way he can save her. Is to run away with her into space, but the only way he can run away with her into space is if he becomes a green melon-headed person. Did he and say why? Way... No, why is I he changing? I don't know. What? Why? Even even <laughs> why, Billy, Del- why? Why? That Billy sums up this story, really, yeah, doesn't why? it? Why? why? <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, then we get some wooden acting from Delta again. So, so Delta's wooden and Billy's just crap. I mean, yeah. they're the ideal couple, really. Aren't they? Well, that, that that that's what they see in each other. Yeah. And meanwhile, the, the doctor's up on the roof with these loudspeakers. Yes. Which he's so, he's hooked <laughs> up. I love it. So they're they're sat on the roof with this massive, great big loudspeaker that Billy's created. It's the loudest speaker on the planet, or something. Even though it, it looks like something you'd get from Curry's. And so they sat they sat on the roof, approximately five feet away from the bannermen, and the bannermen start shooting at them. 
And now these guns, even though they're ricocheting off the speakers, not doing any damage. And the doctor goes, oh, they've managed to see us. <laughs> what? You're, you're sat on a reef, mate. Oh, good um, grief. So then they they decide that <coughs> to through the PA system, they'll get Kermit to warble her song mm. um, that, for some reason, the Bannermen are allergic to. I, I don't know. There's a throwaway line about beeswax, isn't there? And oh and, yeah, uh, they've all they've they yeah. And and then we find out Burton's got yeah, filled his ears with beeswax. And that's so everybody that's else like something might stop. you'd get in the beano, isn't it? That's it, a, that's a Dennis yeah. the Menace. It's back to comic book again, isn't it? Yeah, and not yeah. a very good comic book. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then um, luckily that wraps it all up. So they tie up the Bannermen. Well, no, Don, Don falls into the force oh, field, that's doesn't true. Yeah, he? he falls into the force field. Which luckily uh, shorts it yeah. all out. Yeah. Not very good force field. You only get one shot at it. Yeah. And then it's... And then it, yeah, it uh, luckily shorts out. Because they, they don't even bother doing it. So Sylvester McCoy goes and they say, watch out, what about the force field? He goes, it's all right. It, uh, Gavrock fallen into it. has broken it. How did he know? Mm. <laughs> it didn't happen when he threw the twig at it. No. It would have been great if the Doctor would have then reached out his hand and it got burnt off. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it didn't. It didn't work. Oh, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. And, and we're at the end and, you know, Billy has changed. Yes. Somehow. Billy's now got vague green makeup and looks like he's in a 1980s pop video. Yeah. Ray um, is like, yeah. you know, crestfallen, but she's got the motorbike. Yeah. So I guess she's all yeah, right. Yeah, she gets the, she gets the Vincent. So I think she's got the better deal there. Yeah, yeah. She very yeah. unconvincingly rides that away. Yes. Uh, very gingerly rides that off, and it's just terrible acting as everyone's saying their goodbyes. It is really yeah. shockingly bad. Yeah, the the another coach party turns up. So perhaps it is a drive-by coach holiday place. I don't know. Yeah. And Burton rushes off because he's got he's the only person there because he sent all his staff away. Yeah. For some, you know, I can't even remember why well, I don't know I don't want to save their lives um, yeah and then it uh, it sort of fizzles out and ends doesn't it yes and uh, um, thank goodness for that because uh, yeah I, what worries me is I don't think this is the worst Sylvester McCoy story really yes hand on heart okay well think, as I I've, I've seen think, very few yeah. of them yeah. I wouldn't know but right now, in, in all the stories we've discussed so far, this is the worst, isn't it? This is by far, by far the worst. This is, um, we are, we are, we're often, we have a bit of hyperbole on this show, don't we? We like to, to say things that are worst things ever, and it's the worst scene ever. I think this is, with, with, no, with no exaggeration, this is pitiful television. Yeah. But um, you have a redeeming thing of Mr. Burton. You, yes, that's he's your like Avon on Avon yeah, slipping on the carpet. You're absolutely moment. right. Yeah, he's he's the he's the equivalent of Avon slipping over, kicking over a chair because he slipped up. Mm. You're you're absolutely correct. That's the only the only thing I enjoyed at this entire thing was his performance, which right. I thought was spot on in its. Because it he's taking it was, the piss. <laughs> yeah, he's taking the piss. Um, every, I don't think anyone else comes out with any credibility. No. Sylvester McCoy, ha, you know, nothing about this has made me reassess my view that he is the weakest mm. doctor. I, think, I don't, want, don't want to say he's the worst because, you know, and this is all just my view, it's not other people liking that, but I just find him the least watchable doctor 
Yeah. And to me, the least convincing as well. Least convincing, yeah. I, at no point, at no point do I think this is the Doctor. I always think, oh, it's the rest of the Sly McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is so, so, so killing for the programme. And none of, you know, none of the others come out with any credibility. Um, the writers and the producer and Andrew Cartmel, who, who is is very well thought of now as the architect of the Great Who revival, mm. um, I and I, I don't get it. I don't, I think this period of Doctor Who is possibly the worst, the nadir of of its time on the planet. Well, this is why I wasn't mm. watching. This is a perfect yeah. example of why I wasn't watching. You know. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, sorry about that. You had to pay for this, didn't you? I did five ninety nine. At least you keep Bonnie Langford in uh, residual checks. <laughs> There's that comforting thought. Yes. Uh, so we'll move on. Um, and uh, so yeah, we 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 we've got an Earth date, a very definite Earth have, date, yeah, nineteen fifty nine yeah. South Wales. This is where we are, and the nearest we've got to that on our little oh, yeah. chart is um, the. Sometime in the 1960s, the first Doctor is in England for the Dalek Master Plan, yeah. right? But the nearest pr- proper date that we've got is 1963, Seventh Doctor, for yeah. the East End of London with Remembrance of the Daleks. All right. Now, Bannerman. We've got to talk Bannerman, yeah. right? Do we... We've got to give their design, you know, effectiveness and adversary rating. It, an all-in... Vote for Don and the Bannerman, shall let's, we? Let's, shall we oh, I don't know why we should separate them or not. It's up to you. Yeah, what let's d- separate them. Let's separate All right. Do you want to go Don first? Don first. Um, I don't mind his look. I think I think the design is okay. Um, it's just a, a sort of your bog standard fascist uniform. He he could have easily wandered into a film about Mussolini mm-hmm. or. You know, a film set in World War Two, and he, he would sort of fit in. Um, I don't like his eyebrows, but I can't. I can't honestly say that's the that's the design for the creature. He might just have turned up like that. Yeah. <laughs> he looks know. like he's just got out of bed with that <laughs> hair does, yeah. and the so eyebrows. I think. I think a decidedly average five. A five. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I, 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 I think it's totally unmemorable. Um, and so I only gave it um, three and a half. Okay, so that gives him a uh, a design rating of four point two five. All right, so he's got four point two five. So what about his effectiveness? What do you think of? Um, I I don't know whether he was taking it serious. He, he appeared to be, um, but I just don't think he works. He's so pantomime evil villain it just it doesn't it doesn't work for me the way he acts doesn't work he's desperately trying to be hard yes and it just doesn't it's it, not working weirdly perversely that makes him appear even more silly um so i i i'd go down to a three and a half for his effectiveness okay i've got four yeah. all right <coughs> so that's uh well that's 7.5 isn't it yeah. um Divide by two equals three point seven five. All right. He's going to be down with the Deadmans, isn't he? Down with the Deadmans. I'll tell you where he sits in everything in a minute. All right. Okay. I've just got to do my final bit of maths here. So, 
Can you hear my tap, tap, tapping on the computer? Yeah, I, can, I can hear you doing mathematics. Right. We'll give him 3.6. Yeah, 3.6. Don gets okay. 3.6. Now, what that means is, where he is, design-wise, three and a half. He's the same <laughs> as uh, the Nymon, uh, the, the Malice with his big head, yeah. and Shock Eye. <laughs> Right, oh, they all got three and a, a halves. That's right. That's a caravan of doom. Isn't yep. It? His effectiveness got him the same. Well, no, he, he, he's slightly higher than Sontaran Val and the Warriors of the Deep Sea Devils. So at least okay. he's a bit better than them. But his final adversary rating gives him 3.6, and he's in a caravan all by himself. Is he? In South Wales? Please. In South Wales. <laughs> in a holiday camp. He's in yeah, the caravan bit of holiday camp, yeah. right? He's at number 3.6. Next one up the road in 4.25 is Sontar and Val. Oh, that's quite a jump, really. Isn't it? Mm. And then right next door, very, very close, they can definitely have a natter over the garden fence in 3.5, uh, is Terry Leptil. Wow. Mm. <sighs> Bless him. But the bannermen now. So the design of the bannermen. Well, I, I I sort of object to the bannermen because this is this is there's nothing new about them. Everything is borrowed, isn't it? Like we say, it's Blake Seven jumpsuits, yep. Earthshock trooper helmets. I think the guns are the only thing that's new. But couple couple this cheap ass reusing. Stop using the earth shock helmets. We know what they look like. But coupled with that, you've got the wraparound sunglasses. I mean, they weren't good even when they were vaguely fashionable. No. They look stupid. Then you've got the tongue scene. Yeah. But then you've also got the fact that who are these extras or what they do? I they're, they're acting like as if they're Doctor Who fan club members that have got to appear on the show. You know what I mean? They're, they're strutting their stuff. They're, they're smiling at the camera. They're laughing as they're running along. They are terrible. I mean, why they weren't sacked? I mean, they're an embarrassment to the, you know, to the acting profession. Um, so design-wise, this gets a one and a half. A one and a half. Well, I've put two. Because I don't think any design went into it. No. I think they literally went into the spares cupboard and picked out what they are. Have we got six of these? Yeah, that would do. <laughs> well, I put a two, so that's 1.75, all right? Wow. Which is third lowest place ever in design wow. rating. The only things below the Bannerman are the Jacondans from so the I Twin Dilemma and Mestor, the slug. I think I preferred Mestor. <laughs> yeah, but what... I mean, this is, this is bottom end of the barrel stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, effectiveness... So, Sadly, even worse because they're not threatening. The only bit I like about them, and that was that was again stolen from them, is the banner. I like, I like, like I like the 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 Chinese, the Ran style Japanese warrior banner thing. But they don't really do anything with it. They don't make any any sort of. They're called bannermen after this. They might as well have been called helmet men, mightn't they? For yeah. all the relevance the banner had. Um, they're, they're embarrassing. They're, at least Don's trying. These these lot aren't even trying. I mean, what, I'd love to know the backstory. Who are these people? Because I, I put money on they're not actual professional extras even. They might have they just roped them in from the local yeah. um, 
Well, that's what I'm camp. thinking. Yeah, like a, yeah, it could have been. Uh, that, that, yeah, if they're like red coats or whatever, that would make perfect sense. I think you're right. I red coats. Is, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I give these a scant point five for effectiveness. All right, I, I gave them one. Okay, so that's zero point seven five. Okay, oh, this is this is a very low score. Yeah. In case you haven't gathered. All right. Uh, 0.75 is there again third worst place. Wow. Uh, There's three worse. Yeah, three worse <laughs> is the pitches. human axons. Yeah. Right. I think we might have been a bit cruel to them because yeah. they were early on in our. They life. were early on. Yeah. What about Derek though? Old Derek Sontaran <laughs> oh, yeah. is below. Oh, do you know what? They'd fit in right. They'd they'd be right fitting in with Derek and his well they might be in a caravan in the moment yeah. and the only other one that's that's slightly below them is uh, the Malice with the big head yeah and the Merka because he's all, he got a zero oh, wow. didn't he the Merka yeah yeah I think the Merka is by far the worst yeah alright but these are so close alright well so close. I will tell you now what their final adversary rating is is 1.25 they are officially Joint lowest. Wow. Yes. In the caravan at number 1.25 is the human axons. Wow. So. I, yeah, I feel sorry for the human axons now because I think. They've got to share a caravan, a caravan with these. With these guys. Yeah. Uh, the game's a monopoly, though. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so we'll move on. Behind the scenes. I've got quite a lot on behind yeah, the scenes. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, you said that the original title was Flight of the Shimmeron. Yeah. Um, Delta and the Bannerman comes from a play on Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh, you're I've never... What? Yeah. It's a play on that, and it came very late in the day. Oh, that, man, that that's, that's that. something that hasn't aged well then, isn't it? I right. would never even associate that. It's Don't terrible, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's pathetic. That, but it, it's very in keeping with the, the story, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do we know who, who came up with that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody would dare yeah. admit to it. Oh, that's um, awful. You know what? I, I, wrote a, I wrote a short story in for the Doc 2 magazine, and I put a reference in it to Ever Ready Batteries, and I thought that aged badly because <laughs> it was an advertising campaign at the time for Ever Ready Batteries. No, but that's like head and shoulders above a reference to a play on Delta and the uh, Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah, Delta uh, and the Bunnymen. Now known not for their music, but that's who Rick was going to write to. Yes, I'm writing to Echo. And... <laughs> yeah. Dear Mr. Echo. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you said, yeah, Ray was a possible... Uh, contender yes. to be an ongoing character. Thank God she didn't. Yeah. I don't at think least she that worked, actor. Do you reckon? No, so not at not all. Enough, there's not enough. Oh, you can get away with a, a, a an every person. Yeah, but not one as bland as this yeah. and as badly acting as this. Because you you can get away with like Polly. There's not a lot to Polly, but the actress is amazing. You know, yeah, Annie Quill's great, great actress and such personality and, and charm and, and is a likeable um, character and a likeable character yeah I just don't see what they could have done with Ray mm. unless yeah. they thought you know a comedy Welsh accent brings you know the girls to the yard I don't, oh, know. I don't, know. I don't even know what I'm saying anyway. <laughs> um, this originally was going to be set in 57 to tie in with the launch of Sputnik 1 ah, uh, is that why it looks like Sputnik that's why it looks like Sputnik but uh, it was changed to 59 because it offered more rock and roll music 
All right. Or not because someone pointed out Sputnik's a Russian satellite, not American. No, nobody pointed that out. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, it was supposed to be darker in tone, this story. This is what you were alluding to. <laughs> a, a theme that would become more prevalent in the following two seasons as the Cartmel Art Master Plan came to the fore. That's bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I know. Now, Christopher Clough, or Clough, who's the Clough, director. Clough, yeah. Chris Clough. Yeah, he named this his favourite story because of all the what? nostalgia. Yes. Well, now, you know what? I, I can understand that because I imagine they probably had a lot of fun making this. Well, it says here, Andrew Cartmill acknowledged that while it wasn't the best script, it was the one that the cast and crew got the most excited and had the most fun yeah. doing. This is this is sort of the demons. So they'd have gone out for for a jolly away day. They probably stayed on the bay, liked a bit of music, a bit of dance. And yeah, I can see why this would be a favourite with the cast and that. <laughs> if I was a director, if I was Chris Clough, I wouldn't put this on my CV reel. A lot of what you're saying is like you know, oh, didn't it occur to them that you know. Sputnik was Russian. Did yeah. They did things just because they thought it would be nice to see or nice to do. And, you know, oh, th- th- this Chris Clough, um, it, he was impressed by Ken Dodd. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say there. Malcolm Cole, I guess yeah. that he's the writer, he put a Vincent motorbike in the story because he liked them and he wanted to yeah. sit on one. This um, is, this is, her, this. I mean, this is m- most unprofessional, isn't it? Yeah. This is... Oh, this this sort of sums up a lot of the JNT era, where it's it's people using license payers' money for their own ends in the the poor disguise that they're making television. Just you don't do it. Uh, it, it uh, another one, right? This Malcolm guy, right? He put in the bike because he likes them and he wanted to sit on one. He had also, at the time, been reading about bees. Jesus. So that's why that one's in there. Hopefully right. he didn't sit on them. Right. Um, this Chris guy again said, yeah. uh, was Ken Dodd controversial? It worked. It was my idea. It's a small part, but it's a fun cameo. I like the idea of this build-up, the Doctor and Mel arriving at a toll port that only has its landing light on, and then you get the tension of what's going on there. And instead of something nasty, you get Doddy coming out with his Razza, going, hello, welcome, surprise, surprise, you've won a prize. I mean, I think that is something nasty, to be fair. Um, <laughs> what, Ken, Ken Dodd's yeah. Razza? I don't want to see Ken Dodd's Razza, to be no. Um I, th- I don't know. I think we're just on a different wavelength to these people. It's It all smacks of self-indulgence. Yeah, cra- yeah self-indulgence. That's exactly, you're right. That's the phrase, self-indulgence, which is, it's, it's almost on a criminal level. Hmm. Yeah. Another one of these little things is that it says John Nathan Turner suggested setting the story in Wales because he was keen to move the programme outside the London area, while the notion appealed to Malcolm Cole because he was familiar with the region from holidays on Barry Island and by virtue of the fact that his brother lived there. <laughs> so, so, Jesus. Right, write it in Wales so I can go and visit my yeah. brother. I, think, I mean, it's, it's, it's detrimental, you know, it's... This is, it's intrinsic to the story that we're set in this town. 
oh, why, why is that? Does something happen? No, no, my brother lives there and it saves me a bus. I can pop round. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> we can all have Sunday lunch. Oh, well, if so, no, let's do it. Yeah. Good That's grief. astonishing, isn't it? It's very bad. It is very does, bad. What does being set in Wales bring to it? Nothing. Nothing. They, they don't even use the scenery. It's just the no. number of fields. In fact, if you said to me it wasn't filmed in Wales, I'd go, yeah, okay. Mm. Nothing about it screams. I mean, it looks more like Somerset, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Could be anywhere in the home counties, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got that little um, hypothetical for you again. Um, oh, um, Don's character, Gavrock. I, I've, I've got some alternative casting for you, right? Go on. Go on. Um, so, who, who do you think here? Um, Nicholas I, Ball. I could see. Nicholas Ball? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he played Harvard. I could see Michael Elphick playing it. He's one of them here. I've Is got he? him written okay. here, yeah. Along with Bernard Hill. Bernard, um, yeah. Gives a job, yeah. Um, Ken or Colley. Now, yes, yeah. King Theodore. Yeah, Ken Colley, old Admiral Piet from Empire Strikes oh, right. Back, Return of the Jedi. He would have been all right. Yeah. yeah, he does a, a good, uh, nasty character. Yeah, Ronald Lacey. His name keeps popping yeah. up in these things. He seems to be everyone's go-to snidey, creep. horrible person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Vaughan. Where's Ronald? Peter Vaughan, yeah, I'd pay to see Peter Vaughan. Yeah, yeah. This. Peter Vaughan would have been good. He would bring a, he would bring a touch of actual funny comedy to it. Yes, yeah, and uh, David Warner. Yeah, David Warner would have been amazing. They wouldn't have been able to afford him, but yeah. Um, do you know who was originally offered the role that Ken Dodd played, but he he was busy. Ooh, that's something. It's almost as bad. Is it? Almost. So it's, so it's going to be... Oh, it's not like Brucey or someone like that, is it? Very, very close. Yeah. One of his contemporaries. Uh, Larry Grayson? No, but if, if, if I say one word, I think you'll Go get on. it. One adjective for this guy. Smarmy. Oh, not Bob Munker. Yes! <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what an incredible thing that I use the word smarmy and you immediately oh. get it right. <laughs> How can you... If someone says smarmy to you... You're gonna go. You're gonna go straight to Bob, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think that would have been bad because Bob Monkhouse, what used to be an actor, he did, and a very yeah, good so one in in, a, in a couple actor, of films. Yeah. 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 So I think I think he would have been better. He wouldn't have um, he wouldn't have mugged it up for the camera like Doddy did. No. So I think Bob Monkhouse would have been a better choice. In fact, I could see Bob Monkhouse playing Gavrock. Yes. Yeah. You know, nice bit of anti-cast in there. I've ju- I've just uh, thought of another casting choice, and it would have worked much better than Ken Dodd. From our sister show that we do, Mad Max in character, the uh, um, Doctor Death. Can you imagine Doctor yeah, Death coming in? Perfect, yeah. He would have been good in that, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, Bob Munkers, of course, um, incredibly intelligent man, uh, and also as as film buffs, we've got to be grateful to him. He uh, was a prestigious recorder, oh, yes. um, so he would. Lots of lots of programs exist now only because they were in Bob Monkhouse's uh, collection. And he's um, also a, um, yeah. a huge comic collector yes, as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, it, it's amazing. Um, his his collection was second to none. Mm. Um, but yeah, also incredibly intelligent man. He's very very clever on film theory and film the way film editing worked and things like that. Yeah, really, really seems uh, also. So far, no horrible no. behind-the-scenes stories no, about him. That's a good point. Yeah. a decent guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I've, it says here that makeup designer Gillian Thomas modified a draconian mask from Frontier in Space for, for the Shimmer and Mail. What, the one so, old melon head at the beginning? Oh my God, they cut up a, a genuine draconian yeah. mask to make this. Yeah, but oh. John, John Nathan Turner and Andrew Cartmore were unhappy with the result. So I guess it uh, then went straight in the bin. Brilliant. So, so okay, let's let's get our heads around this. This is mind-numbing. Um, <coughs> so, so they cut up a, a genuine antique prop mm-hmm. to make a costume that J and T and Andrew Cartman went then said that's not really good enough. <laughs> We're not satisfied. It presumably got chucked away, and then what appeared on screen they were satisfied with. I guess so. How or bad did, did she cut yeah. that mask up? Jesus. That's the question then. <laughs> yeah. Did she use pinking shears? What's oh, going on? Oh, good lord. Oh, that, that upsets me that, that not only did they destroy Federation jumpsuits, but also a draconian. Yeah. Maybe she cut it up so much, all that was left was it like the nose or Could something like that, yeah. you know? So they, so presumably, yeah. I, oh, dear God. Because the mask we see on telly is awful, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's just green lumps, yeah, isn't it's it? it's just green lumps, and he's got a melon on his head. There's a crash on it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, goodness, mm. goodness, goodness. So that's it. That's uh, that's our uh, time with the Bannermen over. This uh, this was a tough one. Mm. We've, we've had it tough before where, like, it becomes boring, doesn't it? So some stories are just dull. Um, but this was this was tough to sit through, through, through the sheer shoddiness of it. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. and 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 it has to go on record. Ian, you've been very brave. You watched all three, I back did to in back. One go, yeah. Well, I, I was going because you 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 had said you was going to watch them one night, one each night to try and <laughs> mitigate the the pain. And I uh, I thought, yeah, that sounds sensible. And I put the first one on. I thought I got to get through this. There's no, I'm not going to. If I stopped at end episode one, I wouldn't watch the rest. I would have blagged my way through it. I'd, you'd, you'd have been saying what happens in episode two, and I'd be yeah, 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 oh yeah, probably. Because oh. <laughs> um, yeah, what I, I feel sorry for you because you haven't seen this. So no, I at least had an inkling. I had to see it, it sooner or later, I suppose. Seeing as we're doing this podcast, but. I was no. I was just going to say. I mean, I I don't think you or, you or I will ever watch this again. I I can't see it. I, I can't, can't see, see any it. reason why I would would. What what may, what is painful is that I remember orig- originally that I thought this was a step up from the two stories before it. Really? Yeah. What 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 was before it then? So immediately before it, you had Paradise Towers. With the comedy. That's Hitler. Richard Breyers. Yeah, Richard yeah. Breyers, yeah. I don't think I've seen um, that one. I uh, I remember that as being the first inkling that people aren't taking this seriously anymore. And then the story before that was Time and the Rani, which is just an Im- almost an un- unwatchable embarrassment. Of, I've seen Time of and the Rani. Have you seen it? Oh, God. I know I've seen it. I've, I've seen it once, you know, when it, when it was transmitted. And I know I watched it because it was a character that I'd already seen in the yeah. Colin Baker one. And it's, oh, the Rani's back. Yeah. So I, I watched it for that reason. Do you remember what you thought of it? It the, the masters in it, and there's some like recreation of a of of, of a mining. Yeah, the, no, that that that's the Colin Baker one. Is that the Colin Baker yeah. one? Yeah, the, ma- the masters. Oh no, time and the Rani's the the the, 
the yeah, one where she she's dressed like Bonnie yeah. Langford and That's doing it, a Bonnie yeah. Langford impersonation, yes. and you've got those those terribly unconvincing um, one-eyed Ketchup. monsters. Yeah. yeah, all right. We got to do that one day, you know. Yeah. That'll probably be the next one. Well, no, yeah. because Rani is cross doctor, oh, so that's true, yeah. so Perhaps so. we do them as a special one day. Oh no, I've got I've got the ne- I'm I'm choosing the next special, oh, and yeah. I've already got that. And you're you're choosing subject. Uh, you're choosing the next. Nice segue show? there, Ian. Yeah. Yes, next um, show, yeah, professional, yeah. Ninth Doctor, my yeah. choice, right? And I chose this subject before you chose this subject. Oh, right. Right. So. Oh, okay. Let me have a little think. So. Is it is it related to 1950s? No, it's not related in in such a way. I don't know because I don't know what you think of this story right. or of this species. I know what I do, oh, and I know that it, all I know is that if I had known that you were going to do Delta and the Bannerman, and I've I'd, I'd knew if I had watched Delta and the Banner, I don't think I would have chosen a species to keep us down near the bottom of the list. Oh, it's not the bloody Slovenes, is it? Got it in one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I know, they might have grown on me, but I, I remember them being terrible. Because this is, um, this is the, the Invasion of London one, isn't it? The, yes. The yes. And also Boomtown? I don't know. I've got to look into yeah. this. Yeah, the, the, the Sabine come back in Boomtown, which is set in Wales as well. Right. Um, which which is, I remember, the be, the only thing I can remember about that, other than the fact that it's very, very dull, is that uh, Captain Jack has a lovely bomber jacket in it. Hang on a minute. You say it comes back in Boomtown. Yeah. Is Boomtown yeah. a Tenth Doctor story? Uh, no, Ninth Doctor. So, so the Slovene only appeared to the Ninth Doctor? Uh, yes, I think they're mentioned in. Some yeah, but they don't. Stories, they they, don't, they don't, don't appear in another. Know. All right, we'll stick no, they, with the Slitheen then. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're in the two part, uh, the something of London or, or something, and it's the bit where where the, the ship crashes into Big Ben. That was the big news, or the clock tower of whatever it's called. I remember that it's being a very big, nice spaceship, yeah, really like in the nice design spaceship. of that spaceship. Um, and then yeah, they the, the the character one of the Slovene family comes back as a. Uh, a politician in Cardiff, um, which is a, the only thing I can remember is it was a, it was something to, t- to try and tie all the bad wolf stuff together. Right. It might have been actually, yeah, I can't. So I've, I've only ever watched them once. I'd be interested actually to see whether they've um, whether because I remember thinking at the time the Slovene were too comedy, mm. but now we're sort of used to comedy monsters now aren't we in, in, in New Who so yeah. perhaps, perhaps yeah, they may have aged well I don't it know. may have aged well but as I yeah. say I mean design wise it's like, and I, I, I just wanted something a bit different from you know some of the stronger designs we've been talking yes. about and uh, let's go the other way as I say if I if I'd known that Delta and the Bannerman was going to be there just before it I might have chosen something a bit but more for, in the opposite direction before you knew Delta and the Bannerman might have been the height of sophisticated monster creation <laughs> You don't know. No, well, this is very true. I mean, I certainly didn't know that little egg <coughs> thing was going to come out of the yeah. egg, that's, and that's I didn't know about the baby in the your memory. Now that you, yeah, thanks for that, it. Ian. Yeah, yeah. Good lord. Anyway, at least we can draw a line under it. We can move we can. on, can't yes. we? All yeah, right. we've done it. We can, we can, we can cross it out and never ever visit it again. I wonder if our, our downloads will go down when people go, oh, oh, there's new Doctor Who adversaries out. 
Oh, oh. it's Delta and the Bannyman. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> we don't get one download. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if some people might in, like this story. Well, again, on Facebook, please let us know. Yeah. You know do you do you rate have this we one? Missed, yeah, have we missed? Is, is it like a, a really clever pastiche of something that we haven't seen and we've missed that connection? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah. let us know if if so. All right. Well, yeah. Join us next time then. Yeah, yeah. Where, where we we meet the farting alien. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> had to be done. Had to be done. Had to be done. Had yeah. to be done. All right. Nice well, week. see you then. Then. Right. Thanks, Ed. Bye. Bye.